Sup, Drew? Hey. <laughs> Welcome to How College Works. Uh, we have a guest today. Um, guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, um, my name is Jerry Taylor. I'm uh, Vice President of Institutional Advancement. I have about 17 years in this field. Actually, my, probably close to the age myself, a little closer <laughs> to 25. But uh, So you started yeah. when you were two then? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I started right out of high school. Yeah. So for our listeners, because I will be honest, like, I don't yeah. think I ran into institutional advancement as like a thing until I was a faculty member. Right. Like I had no idea. And even then I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what is institutional advancement? What does that, what does that mean? Well, you know, institutional advancement, the way I like to look at it, is we are the link between the donors and the institution. So we, you know, we're blessed with donors who want to give generously to the college. They want to make sure that uh, their funds are really going to meet the needs of the institution, more importantly, the needs of the students. So we are the link between the institutional faculty, staff, students, and the donors. Money. Money. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess that's, you know, I said, you, you know, some people refer to it as fundraising. Uh, um, you know, we hope that our work will result in additional funding for the institution, but our focus is really on doing that by building relationships mm. and so, allowing donors to know that their gifts are really making a difference. So, I, I mean, if you, you say fundraising, I think of a particular, like, push, like, we're going to build a new building, and therefore we're going to, you know, p- particularly mm-hmm. raise funds for that sort of a thing, mm-hmm. which I am sure you would be involved with, you know, if that's something that's going on. But, like, I'm guessing the majority of your work uh, is really sort of a day-to-day sort of, not like, we need this money to build a new science building, but rather we just need to have good relationships with donors for the college mm-hmm. because donations, gifts to the college, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they make up the majority, they don't make up the majority of our budget, but they make up an important part mm-hmm. of our budget from mm-hmm. year to year. Well, out of our budget, 42% comes from tuition and fees. Right. Um, so the balance of that is from gifts. Yes. I mean, ultimately. Ultimately, I mean, yes. You know, part of that is ten per- roughly 10% is from annual giving, and that's what people just send undesignated. Um, you what? know, that comes from direct mail appeals. It comes from a phone-a-thon. Those are the two primary sources of those gifts. Um, then another big effort we have is for scholarship funds, you know, because some of that 42% is, is scholarships as well. So um, I think that kind of tells you a little bit about how important giving is to the institutions. So I think I might have been here longer than you, which means that part of your 17 years is at other places. Correct. So I just lost my thought. So does this work like that everywhere? Is that where you're going? Sure. Let's go with that. I wasn't sure where you were going. Well, I can just say, let me take out uh, to the in most places, institutional advancement had, it encompasses a wide variety of things. It has alumni relations. Okay. It will have often a planned giving office. Those are the, you know, those are the staff members who really work with uh, donors who are interested in including the institution in their estate plans. So that would, for the so like rest of their will. Wills, yeah. People's wills. Right. Yeah. I, I probably, if I'm going to give a lot of money, I probably have an estate. 
or something that I would call an estate. Like, I will have just a will is all. <laughs> well, I, just as an example, I was talking with a donor uh, last week who is aware of how important scholarships are to, uh, to an institution, and she's heard a lot of stories about donors who have made who have established scholarships and she kept thinking I wish I could do that mm -hmm. you know those are really meaningful stories I would like to be able to do that now she's not in a position where she can do that now but you know she has no children uh, she's you know, on the youngish side of middle age but she does have money in her IRA you know she has some um, other, you know, she has life insurance policies, so she has other assets that she will be able to give upon her death. So even though she can't start a scholarship now, she knows that someday she will be able to. Excellent. I, ha I mean, this person's no longer working at Cotty, but we got hired at the same time, and we went over and signed our insurance stuff together and, you know, our life insurance policy, and she didn't have anybody else to give it to, so she put Cotty as the beneficiary. Oh. I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's very generous. Well, and that's something to think about, you yeah. know, really, because, you know, for myself, you know, my siblings, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but I don't really even have a huge amount of money in my RA, yeah. but they don't need it. I would rather have it go somewhere mm -hmm. to help a student who really needs a scholarship to help her get through college. Yeah. So I have some of those forms with me if you'd like to oh. sign them now. I, I already have life insurance and it goes to my wife and my son in that order. Uh, I have dogs. <laughs> hey, let me see how. Give me a few more years. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I was wondering, Drew, so Cherry makes sure that you know, our institution gets funded from year to year or as much as mm -hmm. she, she can. Um, and we do get some state funds, and we have the endowment, which ultimately came uh, from ultimately came from, from gifts, gifts yeah. as well. Um, is there anything similar for high schoolers or high school <laughs> high schools, <laughs> should say, in terms of uh, somebody whose job it is to sort of work with people who might be giving to the school or the school district? Oh my goodness! Like as far as gifts, I mean, so. Yeah, like funding for a public school and the high school in particular is uh, pretty well pursued. Since it's a like a mandate for us to, right? You, know, you have educate. to do it. You can't <laughs> close. They have to give us a little bit of funding, and that's easy to look up what we get from the state and what other states give per per pupil per year, um, and that's based on those are funds coming from state and from property tax and from a lottery and some like. California gets lottery funding, but the the extra stuff, yeah, we, you know, our high schools do have a like a quarterback club. They call it a quarterback club, but it's for all of the sports. It covers everything, okay. and the parents do fundraising through that. It's a it's a what's that magic number five hundred one c three five hundred one c three yeah yeah um, uh, that allows them to fundraise for I, whatever they do at the stadium. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, uh, and you know, I, I think you're, you're more familiar with uh, fundraisers at, at the elementary level, where you're literally doing bake sales and, and book reading triathlons and right. academic triathlon and those things. Um, we do have a in my district is a, is a um, 
12,000 some students, so I don't know if smaller districts have this or not, but we do have a, a, an office that's the public information office that, uh, you know, stands in front of the television cameras. And part of that was definitely when we we passed a, uh, a bond measure to fund our, our upgrades this most recent round, uh, that had to get uh, advertised and to the voters to say yes to it. And it had, you know, that, that person, that office went around to the businesses in town um, and in the county to say, hey, are you willing to put in, you know, X number of thousands of, uh, you know, to get. So when they opened up the brand new stadium that got purchased by this bond measure, there were banners all over of the um, the hospital and the, the Genentech paid some dollars. Uh, shout out Genentech, <laughs> <laughs> and and whatever you know of those those businesses in in the county that uh, helped fund it. So uh, that's I guess that's the office for us is the public information office. Yeah, it sounds like it fills a, a similar mm-hmm. role though. Mm-hmm. The process and like the, your audience is a little bit differently. It sounds it sounds it sounds more like I don't uh, chair. I don't expect you like going out and like beating the bushes for donors that you like there's sort of networks that you mm-hmm. I'm guessing that you work to mm-hmm. sort of put you in contact with these people so it's not quite mm-hmm. the same as going and knocking on doors or cold calling businesses to be like hey well I mean about about the similarities is really in both cases it's you know, it's telling the story mm-hmm. that will inspire your funders to give to it whether it's through voting for the bond or writing a check mm-hmm. so it's it's you know, the same means to a different end, uh, I guess. Right. Makes sense. So you yeah, are... Part, part, of that, so part of that sales pitch in our, in my specific instance was um, upgrading the science classrooms. And Genentech is a, is a biotech company. Uh-huh. So connecting our mm-hmm. high school um, career technical ed programs with, um, you know, internships and job shadow over at that location... Um, and they, part of how they helped was donating lab coats and uh, test tubes and just legitimately just basic things like that, as well as uh, helping advertise the the bond measure that funded some of that. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. So that that again, there's another similarity too. It's knowing who your donor, or your funder is, what their interests are, mm-hmm. and how your school could meet it make. In, meet a need for them or you know give them something to respo- report back to their shareholders that they're doing as a community service mm-hmm. makes sense so sherry you are the vice president which means that and in, in terms of an institutional advancement like you you are the decider <laughs> everyone else works for you like what kind of what kind of goes on like so we talked about you know talking to donors and mm-hmm. figuring stuff out, but like, what does that process look like? How, how do you and your staff spend your day? Well, the, you know, various staff spend it in different ways. First of all, we have what is our advancement services staff. They, those are the people who process gifts. They, you know, they accept the gift, they process it and can put it in the database, get the information to the business office so they can deposit the gift. They create the thank you or the gift acknowledgement that goes back to the donor. Um, that's one aspect of it. Another is just really the database service, making sure that our information is correct. Uh, they also pull data that helps us make strategic decisions about how we are going to direct our fundraising efforts. 
um, you know, one of the fundraisers we've had going on recently was specifically geared towards a project for our alumnus. So we want to make sure that that's targeted just towards them. Um, you know, occasionally we'll do something that is for, uh, you know, it's for athletics. So we try to go into our database and pull information on who our alumna are that were, or other donors who have an interest in athletics, much like uh, Drew did with, you know, with the science program. The same way with our sciences here, you know, we have to know who our donors are who have expressed an interest in the past in a specific area. So advancement services helps pull that data for us. Uh, then we also have the Alumni Relations Office, uh, pretty specific to alumni relations. You know, they try to keep them engaged with the college by planning our homecoming activities, uh, coordinating alumni gatherings around the country. Uh, we have our direct our development staff. They are really the ones that are charged specifically with raising money, mm-hmm. with creating the appeals, with coordinating the phonathons, uh, with talking with donors about their estate plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are at a couple different levels. I mean, there's really kind of the direct mail and phonathon are almost at. They're not our largest gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while we'll be surprised uh, when a phonathon donor will pull out the, you know, the black platinum, the black <laughs> MX and make a nice gift. But usually those are, you know, a few hundred or a few thousand. And then there's principal gifts where are really at the six and seven figure gift, six and seven figure level. Buy a few me a year I mean mm-hmm. I mean at six and seven figures I feel like you could just renovate my entire space <laughs> like, like not just lab equipment like you could you know what? really go to wish town list. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, well, I've been looking into something I wanted to put on the wish list which is something we hand to you, to, to you and your staff to be like here are things that people are interested in but one mm-hmm. of the things I need to do is to price some of it out like I Correct. have a giant telescope in my storage room that I can't use because I can't move it but, you know, but I go every other week or so to uh, outside of town to another faculty who lives on a farm, and it's like, could we put a concrete pad in a little dome building out in your field? Then I could take this giant telescope, put it there, and it would live there. And so that would be a nice, that would be nice to do. But I, I need, I want to, I need to price it out. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I, you can't just ask Amazon. I can actually like what? dome buildings, like small domes. Oh, okay. like, yeah, I need to I need to contact our physical plant guy and be like, how much would it cost to do a concrete pad? Sorry, go when, ahead. When they, when they were um, floating the idea of this bond in our community, they did go to when I was a teacher at the time and um, at the high school, and they did go through our staff meeting several you know several months before even you know putting it on the on the ballot and say like, what's your wish list? Yeah, what do you what, want? What is the, let's put the dream big out there and just write down everything you mm-hmm. want. I want computers in every room. I want, you know, interactive whiteboards on the walls and da da da. And had us write down a huge wish list of, of dreams and said, okay, if we're going to get a new stadium, let's get all this other stuff too. Right. And, so, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, how are we going to sell that to the voters? Yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> wish list is a little more modest than that. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah. a jacuzzi. Oh, no? Okay. So it sounds like also your your staff is has a whole I mean, we talked to 
primarily beginning about sort of donors and, and mm-hmm. bequeathing, but that seems to be like actually only a small portion of what your staff does, and that for the most part is just making sure everything is running yeah, smoothly. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know we do a, the majority of the large events that take place on campus. Um, you know, again, the homecoming celebrations uh, come out of our office. Uh, in other institutions that I've worked with, I mean, they really coordinate all the. Some have institutional advancement. Marketing is mm-hmm. often a part of institutional advancement. Uh, you know, because that makes sense. We, um, you know, for colleges or universities that have a booster club, mm-hmm. that's often out of institutional advancement. Really, I think it's the, it's kind of the relationship building office for everything except potential students and. Right. As sort of getting that feel that like mm-hmm. while funds and gifts and donations of various mm-hmm. sorts does seem to be you know easy to hold on to or mm-hmm. to grasp like it does seem to be mm-hmm. a lot of what are the relationships that we mm-hmm. need to maintain with people who are stakeholders in in the college mm-hmm. and you know who are or could be. Mm-hmm. Donors to the college, so oh, not necessarily so that they must, and that if they have no money, you're not going to mm-hmm. pursue a relationship with mm-hmm. them. But you know, the, the your your alums are really important in terms of those are often going to be the people who, when they do mm-hmm. well and make it good, that they're mm-hmm. going to be donating back. Yeah, so. our our job is really to tell the story and to develop relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, if we do that well, then asking for a gift is just a tiny percent of what we do. It's maybe ten percent of what we do. Because it's it's talking to people, knowing what they care about, and aligning the things that they care about with the things that are parallel to that here at the college, and then the gifts just come naturally. Now, a big part of what we do too is what we call stewardship or donor relations, because there's all kinds of data about how much more it costs an institution to gain the first gift than it does the second. So there's a really big emphasis on keeping donors happy. Yeah. If you keep your donors happy, they'll continue to give. Right. Uh, you know, we have seen a lot of that um, here. I mean, I'll give you a story. This hasn't been announced yet, so but I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, Maybe hold off on posting this. Podcast. I will. I will. <laughs> no, you can go ahead and post uh, it. Uh, it'll be fine. You guys, get um, the scoop here. No, we, <laughs> we have a donor who has a scholarship here and also has a named room in the most recent building, mm-hmm. the newest building on campus. Uh, we did a donor survey, and they contacted me as a result of this survey and said, hey, we did this. When we came to the dedication of the building, the nameplate was wrong on the room. Um, I thought that was a very sinking feeling. <laughs> it was kind of a... Uh. You, you can only use that. I wasn't here then so many times. Yeah. So, it's just, so you just say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, what should it be? And I will make sure that... I will check, first of all, to make sure... It, to see if it has been corrected. And number two, if it hasn't, I'll take care of it. Well, so... You know, that night I walked through the building and went, it had, it, it had been changed, but nobody had bothered to tell that donor. So, you know, it was a matter of taking, you know, 30 seconds to walk through the building, two seconds to snap a picture of it, sent them an email in the morning. Two weeks later, we had a check for $100,000 to add to their scholarship. That's how you take care of donors, and that's the return on investment. Now, it's not always... That's it's not yeah. always $100,000, but it does encourage them to keep giving. 
I mean, another like customer service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really is. It's you know another one is well you know we've been working with you um, um, writing center <laughs> writing center <laughs> you know we have a donor that uh, you know made a nice gift and several gifts were made in her honor to establish the writing center for ten years nobody ever did anything they initially said thank you and that was just the end of it but you know since Melanie and I've been working together the last couple of years we've been sending her reports on a regular basis and she loves them. Yeah. You know, I just so heard. we're actually going to a conference next week using some of that endowed fund money, and I was going to send her a postcard from Atlanta. Oh, please do. So I was going to ask you for her address because yeah. I thought that would be fun for her to get a postcard. Oh, she would love it. She um, would absolutely but love just, it. And she called after we after I sent stuff, and she called and talked to you, and it was just so cool to like talk to her. And I don't know, she was just so grateful. And I was like, I just, you know, sent you a couple pictures and a write-up, you know. <laughs> I didn't feel like it was that much work for me. Um, but she's giving this money that's making such a huge impact on our students. Um, mm-hmm. They're getting to go to these professional conferences and present. And it's just a huge deal for them. And so it's really kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. I want to add right now, like, we, we have a, I don't know how typical it is. But in our in our district, we do have the um, luxury, I guess, of a an individual who uh, has a he he has created a, 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 a what's the word I want a foundation okay uh, that uh, that does grants to teachers each year. A teacher can apply for a up to a five hundred dollar grant through his foundation. Uh, in the whole district, he does a scholarship for graduates, um, a handful of graduates each year. Um, and I mean, they have advertisements on the buses through town that says for, for the rest of the citizens to like fund his foundation as well. Oh, nice. um, and I, he's recently passed away and now there's a school named after him, obviously, because, you know, he's a philanthropic uh, citizen uh, who's interested in you know, our students in our city. I don't know how typical that is and, and what size city kind of gets this this level of it, basically a, a, you know, um, institutional advancement person outside of our own institution. Uh, district, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really a, a nice thing to, it's, I got a couple of um, uh, technology things in my classroom through his, his grant uh, several years ago. Did you write him a thank you? Yeah, that's part of the, you, you kind of have to, don't you? Yeah, I had yes. my students were using this technology. I had them write the thank you notes. And, oh, and awesome. That's well, perfect. I, I, I had uh, students who came to, uh, students, I mean, they are students, but they're like adults. They're not, they <laughs> are regular academic year students that come to vacation college and they had sat in my chairs in for a class and they were like, these chairs are awful. Like, like, I yeah, <laughs> I don't really have the budget to get new chairs. And so they pooled and they put together and they donated money to, to buy you new to chairs. buy me new chairs, which was just <laughs> amazing. Uh, and so I had I had my students in my classes. Uh-huh. Uh, I gave them uh, I motivated with a little bit of extra credit, but it was like if you write a thank you note, you know. Yeah. And so they got like thirty thank you uh-huh. messages from them. Which yeah, I really we're doing something new this year with uh, thanking our scholarship donors that I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, we always, well, you helped yeah. with that, too. Yeah. You know, we do a thank-a-thon, and, you know, we feed the students and ask them to come and write thank-you notes. 
this year we sent out a, it's kind of like a survey with four questions for them to answer. We had pictures taken at convocation of them and we're sending that to the donors. It was to, yeah. um, so because our donors want to know who our scholarship students, it's not unusual for me to have call, get, start getting calls in November saying, now what does my student need for Christmas? Right. <laughs> That's pretty great. You know, you don't have that at many colleges. So but. how do we get that going for faculty? <laughs> <laughs> I need adopted by Yes, I need some donor to adopt me. Yeah, that's why we do have students that show up and go, how do I get hooked up with one of your people? Yeah. <laughs> so that so brings up something I wanted to ask, which is like, what interaction, and we've tried to touch on this, what interaction do students have with the Office of Institutional Advancement? So it sounds like they do thankathons and phonathons, and you are recipients. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think in college I was recipient of a uh, of a scholarship, and I think I went to kind of a, a bit of a reception mm-hmm. at someone's house. But like mm-hmm. I don't like they were like you're getting this money, you got to come to this thing. I was like, oh man, you know, like I don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't really like connect. So like so, how do you, how does your office interact with students? Like, what are what are those things where the two historically? Know? I don't think there has been a lot beyond hiring students to work at the phonathon and then getting some to come to the thankathon. We're trying to bridge that gap a little bit more. So, like you you know you when you receive the scholarship, it's like oh man, I have to go to dinner and I have to sit with these old people and blah blah blah. You know, yeah. it's like when we tell them a little bit more about the stories of where their scholarships come from, it's. I think it's a little bit more meaningful. Um, one of our student workers now, she, she, I haven't told her this story yet because I've got to find the right time, but she has a scholarship that was made in honor of this woman. Well, the daughter of this woman, she works. the daughter works at a university in New York, upstate New York. She happened to be in the area last year around commencement, so she wanted to come to commencement. Go figure, you know. Yeah. She likes going to commencement uh-huh. uh, you know <laughs> whatever, <your> whatever. <laughs> anyway because she had never seen the college she knew there was a scholarship established here in her mother's name so she just wanted to and it happened to be on Mother's Day so after the ceremony we went back to my office and we were visiting and she it was Mother's Day her mother had passed away within the last year so she sat there and was asking me questions about her, this recipient of her mother's scholarship. And I asked her if she'd like to meet the girl, and she said, I'm not ready yet. Um, so, that, you know, I'll tell that story to the, the, student. To the student. So to help humanize mm. yeah. the donor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just some yeah. random person that doesn't feel like it means much. Because no. you're getting, yeah. I mean... Many students who have scholarships, you know, from say institutional advancement donations, yeah. they probably also have, you know, federal grant money as well. Yeah. Because like you, that's the route you're going. You're like, yeah. I need scholarships. It's it's, it's all about yeah. For, so it you all know, feels for students the often, same. And when it, it was yeah. when I was in in college, it was just about okay, what's my bottom line? Yeah. What's what's right. the bottom line? How much am I going to have to come up with? Yeah. Okay, it was just all part of a package. But within mm-hmm. that package, there one of my favorite stories is. Warren and Warren called one day and he said he wanted to establish a scholarship in his wife's memory 
So we talked a lot about her, you know, what's her interest, what did she like, what would, you know, what would, you know, you know we want to make this very meaningful for you. So we had this conversation and um, at some point I asked him a question about his, his wife and he said, oh no, she died 25 years ago. So every year for 25 years, he had been going to the bank and putting money in the bank Aww. to set up this fund. And it finally got to a level that he thought it would be a meaningful scholarship. And he decided to send it here. You know, by then I'm just in, you know, I'm a wreck. Um, so we talked about it. We sent, I sent him a gift agreement and we, you know, we kind of negotiated through a few things. And then one day he called and he said, I put the check in the mail today. And I just, it's like, I, you know, it was a notebook moment for me because yeah. I felt like he was sending his last love letter to his wow. late wife. That's sweet. So there's, we'll be. How can you, how can you not donate? I know. <laughs> well. Which I can prepare a gift agreement for you too, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that in the mail later. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, those are, you know, and so, you know, we tell those stories too. I mean, I there's another one. I Shut me off anytime because I can go on and on about our donors. We have another one. There's a 93-year-old woman uh, from Texas. I've never spoken with her, but I've talked with her financial advisor, and she has set up a few scholarships around the country, and... She's never received a thank you note from a student. Aww. It's a full scholarship. What? Yeah. Oh. Let me tell you, we spent some time picking the right student for that scholarship, and she sat in my office and said, okay, here's... Yeah. And she got a very wow. nice thank you. Okay. I think I got like a $1,000 scholarship from uh, some alumni of my high school, and um, I had to go meet the... The, the family for dinner and I wrote thank you notes for for my basically two classes worth of tuition but you know it's a scholarship you gotta write yeah, thank yous yeah. and all mm -hmm. that adds up yeah 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 I bet yeah. this yeah so I have a question that so I was just thinking gosh I'm feeling a little guilty because every time my alumni association calls I reject their call and I I don't <laughs> like, have money for that well and that part of it is like when my student loans are paid off Mm -hmm. I can talk to you, which will be never. Um, but I'm After just, 10 years when they're forgiven. Not all of them are qualified for forgiveness. You know that, right? It's true. Right? The fine print. But I'm just curious, like, as, as like, the cost of education's gone up and more of us are taking out loans and we're saddled with that debt, do you see a potential drop in, like, donor gifts? Um, Actually, what I would encourage somebody like you to do is to make, like, a recurring gift. $10 a month. You spend probably spend $10 a month on coffee. Nah, but maybe. Tea. You know. <sighs> Netflix. Now that we have a coffee shop. Baked goods. Nope. Netflix. No carbs or sugar. No. Well, good for you. Yeah. Netflix? I do have Netflix. I think I pay a lot of 99 Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, the, I, if, if the int if the dis you know, if you want to give, there are ways that yeah. it can be done that it doesn't. That's not like a huge amount. That's not like a huge amount. Um, you know, some of the things I give to, um, you know, I have a lot of family that are in the military. Mm -hmm. So I give, and there are 22 young vets a day that commit suicide. So I give $22 a month mm -hmm. 
to an organization that works with post-9-11 veterans yeah. to help bring that down. You know, it's just on my credit card. I don't notice it. It's you know, I was just thinking about, like, we're never going to have an estate. Well, one, we chose the wrong profession. Um, <laughs> but, like, uh, I don't know. I just worry that I that the old, my, my parents' generation um, would have more to give, especially upon their death, than say, I would, because I have a feeling I'm just going to keep on with the debt train. <laughs> I'm just curious if you've thought of, if you've noticed a decline or if, you've, or if other people are maybe predicting a decline. Actually, no. no. Okay. Because there's this huge transition of wealth that is predicted as the assets from our parents' generation and baby boomers transitions to the next generation. Okay. And in many cases, um, it's um, it, and there's a huge, huge growth in women in philanthropy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that, that, like, especially, like, the new, the like, iGen, like, one of their... Oh, is that what we call them now? iGen or Gen Z. Okay. We could do a whole podcast on that. Okay. I've read a lot of books. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, but that, uh, they're, they tend to be more giving than, like, the millennials generation, me. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even Gen X. And so there might, they might balance out are you a millennial too, Drew? Of course I'm you are. Gen- yeah. oh. I, I, you guys are I, right on the cusp. We are on the cusp. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> might be a zennial. Whatever that is. <laughs> I'm just me, okay? Whatever, you're not <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm just curious. Because I'm like, am I not doing my part? Uh, $10 a month. So let me, let me ask <laughs> this. Is the, is the Alumni Association, uh, is that through the... Office of Institutional Advancement? Like if I, it I, is I, I, here. It is here. At, here? Okay. at many state institutions, it's a separate foundation. Okay. Mine's Both separate. my alumni institutions are states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they call. You can tell when they're having their phone-a-thon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I got, uh, I don't know, my friend told me I got duped into, um, but I, I did it you know, by choice, I bought the lifetime alumni membership for both of my, you know, my undergrad and grad school, oh. and they don't call me anymore. It's great. Oh. So you just give them money and they'll go away? No. Yeah, like one time, one time purchase, <laughs> never call me again. Great. Okay. <laughs> really? That seems counterintuitive. To yeah, it really saying. does. It really well, does. Well, I mean, I get, stuff in the, I get stuff in the mail, but they, they're not calling my phone. Um, uh, well, do you have a landline? Uh, not anymore. Yeah, that's probably why they're not calling you because it landline numbers for landlines were much easier to get than cell phones are. Yeah. They don't have your number. Good job, Drew. <laughs> Under the radar. I, I remember getting calls from uh, the alumni association at UW Madison when I was at UW Madison because I had mm-hmm. I filled out the paperwork for my master's degree an MA uh, just along the route, and so there so I'm now on their alumni list. Mm-hmm. And they're calling me up. It's like, hey, you have a degree in physics. Did you know the physics department is moving from Sterling Hall to Chamberlain? I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm packing my lab. Would you like to donate $200? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm a grad student. I don't have $200 to give to move my own lab. It's like, well, because, you know, it's going to help doing the things. like, that's a lie. <laughs> I have gotten no money from anybody about moving uh-huh. on. You're going to have to. 
See, and that's what our advanced services help. staff does, is they make sure that we're not making those mistakes here, <laughs> you know, in con. I don't, so now that I think about it, I'm not sure I've gotten a call from the Alumni Association in the last few years, probably because I rejected all their calls for the first two years, but that was the wrong time to call me. They should be waiting. Now I'm five yeah. years into my job. Yeah, I feel like a wait little five, more financially years secure. I, now I'd be a little more likely to actually answer the phone. The, the first year I'm like, I don't even know if I can afford rent, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> said this millennial doesn't have a landline we're gonna cut her off <laughs> no they call my cell phone because that's the only phone i had whenever i registered uh, so you yeah. have the same number i have the same number so i'm on their list please stop calling <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so wrapping us back around to stuff our listeners care about they care about my stuff they're invested in me apps <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're gonna say yes to that <laughs> What should students know if they are getting contacted by institutional advancement or for some reason they find themselves in, in the Office of Institutional Advancement? Like how, what should they know? How should they approach the people who are in that, in that office? Like how, what do they need to know to make that process go smoothly? I think they need to know that the donors care deeply about them, that the donors are really, truly invested, both financially and emotionally, in their success. And I would hope that they, you know, could come in with an appreciative attitude, yeah. because it truly is a gift. It's not something that they have earned. It's, it's a gift, you know, it's, it's, it's not something they have a right to, yeah. because nobody has a right to being supported by a stranger right. exactly right. exactly yeah you are you put that really well yeah well and you know and I didn't have that attitude when I was in college I was like okay cool this is how much I don't have to pay right, right. yeah so. it's, it's, it's very sort of inward self-focused yeah well yeah. right because we're scared that we're not going to be able to make the tuition payment and we're just like okay cool cool and like it's nice to get those but it, yeah you don't then the focus beyond goes that. beyond yeah. to yeah. goes on to it's okay like this is deposit. how much I have to pay and where my exactly you know it goes to my bank account. I'm yeah. done with it. I'm moving on. It's like yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have a donor who has um, has a couple of scholarships here. Mm -hmm. One of them happens to be in health sciences, and the student just took Ramcats a couple of weeks ago. So he's pretty excited that he's she's had his scholarship for the last two years. This will be the third year she has it. So he really feels like he has helped this girl get mm -hmm. through her undergraduate and now she's ready to go on to medical school. He's never met her. She wrote him a lovely thank you note. Mm -hmm. So he really feels like he knows her and cares about her, her success. So that's pretty exciting to him. But I think what you're saying too kind of ties back to what Melody was saying earlier. You know, when you got out, you know, you were worried about making rent. Yeah. yeah. You didn't, you know, there, you had no way of giving. But in a way, you had almost, it's kind of a pay-it-forward thing, mm -hmm. because if you wrote thank-you notes to your scholarship donors when you were in school that inspired them to continue giving, that was kind of a way you gave. Maybe that's why I was giving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> You'll just wage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, 
it just, it's the right thing to do to write a thank you note. And you just feel good whenever you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, like, it helps. Yeah, I, I remember good. writing thank you notes in high school and be like, <laughs> Oh, so I know. Effort, it's, you know, yeah. graduation mom says you're not using any of those things till you sit down and write your thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mom. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You are a good person who's maybe who I am. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah. So. SpongeBob, do you have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Drew's wearing a SpongeBob tie, listeners. That's. You can't see that. That's right. Thanks for that. No, I don't have I don't have uh, much to add. I think we you know mentioning that that like you said that nobody has the expectation of a gift on either their you know their birthday or Christmas or whatever holiday. Then it's a gift and a thank you note's appropriate. I think that's a perfect discussion of it. Okay. That and that's why uh, you know part of the requirement for signing up for Donors Choose, which many of our K-12 public school teachers do. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it, I had the high school. Part of that requirement is, uh, is sending thank you notes to the, to the donors who have funded your project. So you have your students or you do it yourself as a teacher, um, snap a picture of the final product of what they purchased for you and send a thank you note for mm-hmm. this exact reason. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you have a scholarship, write a thank you note. It helps that scholarship be maintained exactly you know, and for the next people to have as good or if not better scholarships mm-hmm. it's a polite thing to do and to make you feel better as a person yeah. which you're probably feeling kind of it's almost midterm you're right. <laughs> at least you can write the thank you note yes, and you can like, do that portion yes, yes. well and you can complete that Yes. In a few minutes. Uh-huh. Mark it off your to-do list. And that's a good break from that eight-hour study session yeah, for yes. the midterms mm-hmm. that are coming up. And it's just going, yeah, and it will make the donor very happy. Mm-hmm. They're delighted to get this note. So if you have a question for me, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D. Or you can shoot me an email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.